Hello, friends, and welcome to the Open Door Presbyterian Church's podcast. Um, my name is John. I'm the co-pastor, one of the co-pastors of the Open Door, and um, really happy to finally put this sermon out on our podcast. It was recorded about a month ago. Uh, we had a guest uh, preacher. Uh, named Wayne Younger. Wayne is the new executive director of Open Hand Ministries. Uh, the relationship between the Open Door Church and Open Hand Ministries goes way back to the founding years of both the church and the ministry. Um, Open Hand, separate from the, the Open Door Church, is a mission partner of our church. We have oh, 10 or so different mission partners. Open Hand is one of them. And a very close one, because we were one of the four founding churches of this ministry called Open Hand Ministries. For many years, uh, a good friend of ours, and um, many of you know him, Michael Stanton, Reverend Michael Stanton, was the executive director. He was the founder of Open Hand Ministries. And over the past year, Michael has transitioned away from leading the ministry, and Wayne Younger has transitioned in, and we're really excited about that. I think that Wayne is going to do, and already is doing, an amazing job um, leading Open Hand Ministries. Now, Open Hand, just to give a really brief summary of what they do, Open Hand um, works with families in Garfield and East Liberty, you know, in the East End neighborhoods, families that probably would never own their own home if they didn't have a little uh, a little help making that happen. So Open Hand looks for properties um, that need some work, and they put volunteers and professionals to work rehabbing, uh, rehabbing these properties in areas of the neighborhood that are, um, that are doing pretty well, um, not super expensive yet, uh, but doing pretty well. And they they rehab those houses, and then they also work with families to get them ready for home ownership, which puts a family in a completely different place um, financially when you own your home and you can um, sell that home when you move instead of just uh, finding a new place to rent. Or you can pass that home along to your children um, in years to come. So that's the work that Open Hand does. They're really about justice social justice, racial justice, right here in our neighborhoods. Uh, without uh, having me talk too much more, let's hear uh, this powerful message that Wayne had for us a couple of weeks ago. All right, Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 and following. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away from us, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. 
Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is, is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Should I continue? Is it time? It's time. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so let me say, in looking at the scripture uh, today, we're going to focus on three things. We're going to look at uh, what was going on in the scene. And we're going to look at um, how the original hearers of this would have heard it. And then we're going to look at what things we can take from uh, this passage of scripture. As somebody who has walked with Jesus now for 30 plus years, I have to say that this has, for me, been one of the hardest portions of scripture to reconcile with my thoughts of who Jesus is. Um, for me, Jesus is, he's just a really cool guy. He's, 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 he, 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 he loves people. He considers them. Uh, he's just really, really nice. And even like, if you look at some of the, the historical pictures of Jesus that we have, you know, Jesus is the guy in the stained glass window, like with a lamb around his neck. Like he's, he's really tender, you know, he has kids on his lap and, and there are like butterflies flying around. And, and, and this Jesus in this portion of scripture is just really, really hard to reconcile with my pictures of Jesus just being a really nice guy. Like for me, this is like woke up on the wrong side of the bed, mean Jesus in this, in this scripture. And it's like, whoa, 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 what happened to like the really nice guy? Like, is he really calling this woman a dog? Like, is he really, do it, it just doesn't really seem like Jesus. So let's look at this scene here. If you look at the scriptures that are just before, um, you know, it's consistent with this scripture right here. Like in the scriptures that are just before, Jesus told some people off. Like he had told the, he had told the Pharisees where they fall short. And uh, then he told a parable. And when his disciples came to him and said, hey, you know, uh, I don't necessarily get it. Like he said, like, are you really that dull? Like, so maybe just Matthew 15 is just the part of the scripture where Jesus is like fed up and he's had it. I don't, I don't know about that. I wasn't there, but it's, it's, it doesn't necessarily square sometimes with our, um, with our pictures of Jesus. But the star of this show is the woman. The star of this show, the star of this portion of the scripture is, is, is not Jesus. I would say that this woman at this point, she steals the thunder. So let's talk about her for a second. Let's talk about what we know about her because it's not a lot, but it, it but there are some hints into who this woman is and what she knows that, that allows her to come and be the central one in this story. See, this is a Canaanite woman. And the Canaanite woman in this story is someone who is an outsider. She is an outsider and she is trying to pursue Jesus. She's an outsider and she is trying to get close to Jesus. But you see, she is despised. 
As a Canaanite, she is despised by the Jews who are in who who she lives around, whom she lives near, whom she does business with, but she is a second class citizen. And so this is an interesting thing because the scripture doesn't just see her as a woman, the scripture sees her as an ethnicity. It sees her as an ethnic person, an outsider, a Canaanite woman was crying out after Jesus. And the response of the disciples is very, very interesting because they say, send her away because she keeps crying out after us. Now, if we read what she says, she says, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon possessed and suffering terribly. But what the church's reaction, what the, what the, the disciples reaction is, is that she keeps calling out after us. She's not calling out after them. She's calling out after the Lord, the son of David. But when the church hears her, what they hear is an outsider, an inconvenience. And she, no matter what has happened, she knows who Jesus is. And this is something that I think is important as we consider ourselves and as we consider how we react to the scripture. This person who is an outsider, this person who is somebody who is an outcast, who is not looked upon well in the church, who would be a person of ill repute just because her ethnicity says she can't be close to God. This person knows who Jesus is. And she doesn't just call him Jesus. She doesn't just say prophet. She doesn't just say, hey, teacher. She doesn't just say popular man. She calls him who he is, the Lord, the son of David. This outsider knows more about Jesus and who he is than many Jews of her day. And I think for us, when we consider ourselves, I think we have to think about that. How many people are outside of the walls of the church, but they know who Jesus is, and in their lives, they are calling out after him? And what is our response? Are we the ones who bring those who are calling out after Jesus to his feet, or are we the ones who say, get rid of this person? They are truly getting on my nerves. Well, Jesus answers the call of the church on him. He answers the call of the disciples on him. And he turns and, and, and he acknowledges the woman. And he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Man, that's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for me because I'm not Jewish. I don't know how many of you on this screen are Jewish, but if Jesus is sent only to the lost sheep of Israel, then I'm lost. I, I am not with salvation. And so that is a heartbreaking sentence, and it comes from Jesus. And 
it's just, you don't see, there are no other pages in the New Testament where Jesus is a heartbreaker. There's just no other pages, but like right here, he says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. But this is the strength of this woman. She sees that as an opportunity to be acknowledged at all as an opportunity. And she comes and she kneels before him and she says, Lord, help me. Even in the space of being discouraged, even in the space of being rebuffed, even in the space of being turned away, she says, Lord, help me. And you would think, man, that's going to do it. That's going to awaken the compassion. That's going to awaken the right response here. But this is what happens. Like Jesus doubles down on disdain and he says, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Wow. I mean, wow. How heartbreaking are those words? But then the woman says to him, she says to the creator of the universe, she says to the one who is the word who was with God in the beginning, she says to the one through whom all things were made, she says this, yes, it is, Lord. <laughs> yes, it is. Because even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. In that moment, this woman out Jesus is Jesus. Like she, out, she does this thing that is so amazing. She says, yes, it is Lord. Like she corrects the King of Kings. Like, I don't know. Like my mind is being blown. Like right now, here is somebody standing before the God of the universe and disagreeing with him and being right. <laughs> That's just amazing. Right. I don't know. You might not be excited. I'm excited about that. Like she, she out Jesus is Jesus. She shows that there is a way to be close to the father's heart through faith, through faith that says, you know what? I know that you have disdain for me. I know that my people aren't your people. I know that your people have oppressed my people for years. I know this thing. And yet this, I know to be true. You are who they say you are. And I know that you can do what I need. And in out, in out Jesus in Jesus, he recognizes, he recognizes something in her. He recognizes that this woman tells the truth that can only come from his father. And in that moment, Jesus says to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request, your request is granted. And it says that her daughter was healed from that moment. The beautiful thing about this is that there are people who today are still crying out after Jesus. They want him. They want to be close to him. They want to know him. And the response of the church needs to be to bring them closer to him. Trust and believe that there are many who stand on the outside who feel like they 
have been judged, not only feel like they have been judged, but they have been judged. They have been kept apart from the truth of the gospel because of, for whatever reason, they don't look like the ones who fit in. And so they are crying out. They are crying out. And our response has to be, let's bring them to Let's bring them to Jesus. But it does get hard to hear all the time. It does get really, really sad. And it can be a downer when you're listening to the cries of those who are around you. But I can say this to you. There is no justice apart from the justice that Jesus brings. There are substitutes for justice. There are substitutes for the justice that Jesus brings because the church gets tired of hearing and responding to the needs of the people. And so systems have to be built so that to take the place of the church. How sad is it that we are looking for government systems to be built to to take the place of what the church should do because we are not interested in engaging those around us. One of the reasons I'm so thankful to be here with you today is because where I work at Open Hand Ministries, there are people who are crying out saying, I want to participate in the community that is Pittsburgh. And this door is being shut over and over again in their faces. But ministries like Open Open Hand Ministries and the Open Door have said, we will do all that we can to make you not an outcast, not an outsider, but a part of the blessing that is happening. We are thankful because in the midst of people suffering in a city that has now become known as a city where people suffer. I mean, how sad is it that it is now published work that says that Pittsburgh is the worst city of its size for African-American people? How sad is it? How can it be? I I just can't live with the thought that the city that I've given my life to serving will be a city that will be known as the worst place for people like me. And so I look at this scripture today and I get really excited because even when doors are slammed in the face of the oppressed, the oppressed know that their salvation can be found in God. I don't wanna get too didactic and I don't wanna get too long, but I will tell you that this is the testimony of black people in America. People who have been oppressed coming to the church to say, can we find closeness with Jesus and being told no, and yet persisting and finding deliverance. Brothers and sisters, today, I stand here with you as somebody representing marginalized communities, saying, yes, the obstacles are there, but we will continue to push and find closeness with Jesus, and we will show the world that there is still compassion. I am thankful for the words that are in the scripture today, 
because this woman pushed through oppression, judgment, and even name calling. I mean, name calling from Jesus, it still blows my mind. She pushed through all of that and found grace. For all of you who are here in this service, what are you pushing through? What are the things that you're pushing through? What are the hard spaces that you're pushing through? Because you still need to find grace. Brothers and sisters, let me say this to you. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. Keep putting yourself before God. Keep falling at his feet. Keep reminding him that in him is the compassion that you need. Keep pushing. Keep seeing. Because as you do, your faith will be recognized. It is not easy to push through, but it is good. And Jesus is good, even if we have to continually remind him of his goodness. It's okay. This is in the scripture for a reason. The, 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 the biblical writers included this for a reason. They wanted us to be able to know that there is a space for the lost. There is a space for the outcast. There is a space for that one who is down to be in the presence of God. And in his presence is fullness of joy. Brothers and sisters, I and Open Hand Ministries are excited to be partners with you in bringing people in the East End of Pittsburgh to the feet of Jesus. And we can trust that when they are there, he will do what's right for them and they will be blessed. We will be blessed for we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I'm thankful for our time together. And I would just ask if we could just in this reflection <clears throat> with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful for you. We are thankful for your love. We are thankful for your mercy. And we are thankful for Jesus. And we pray that the outcast would find their place at the feet of Jesus. And we pray that they would find their needs being met because of their great faith as they press through. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give us the strength to continue to pursue you when it feels like we are rejected by the church, when it feels like we are even rejected by you. We pray that you would give us the strength to continually pursue you, that we might have relationship with you, that our needs might be met that we might have a testimony of the goodness and the grace of Jesus to share with those around us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Wayne. Um, beautiful, beautiful word. Uh, and beautiful that I don't have to preach on that passage now because you took it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say to to affirm that open the open door continues uh, in that partnership. We are committed to it, 
And um, I want you to know that you are never alone in the work that you're doing. And I know there are other churches uh, similarly 100% in this, believing in the work that you're doing and that Open Hand has done. Um, so thankful for your work. And I'm excited about doing it with you uh, <laughs> uh, for the future. Um, so we're really, really thankful that you're able to be here today. Um, and that you're the one who has, uh, who has taken up the lead with Open Hand Ministries. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, before we uh, take communion together, um, I would like to pray once for, for Open Hand and for Wayne. So let's pray one more time, and then we'll go, uh, we'll go into our, our communion. God, we thank you uh, for Wayne Younger, for him being called by you into this new role with Open Hand Ministries. Uh, we thank you that you have equipped him um, to be their executive director and that you have already set him on a great path in that work. Pray that you would continue to um, give him strength and wisdom excitement and just hope for the future in the in the hard work that open hand does um i know there will be days that are very difficult and i pray that you would um, help us to come alongside wayne and open hand in the work of justice that they are about um, we are not the church without our partnerships and open hand ministries is one of our longest and most important partnerships um, pray that we would be able to give to them what they need, and we know that Open Hand blesses us as a church in many ways. We thank you that, um, that we have that relationship. Um, just uh, bless him and his family. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for listening in today. Hope, um, I hope you enjoyed that message on a really difficult passage, right? Um, from Wayne. Uh, if you want to learn more about Open Hand Ministries, I really encourage you to check out their website. The website is openhandpgh.org. That's openhandpgh.org. Go check it out. See how you might be able to get involved or, heck, make a donation. Um, also, check out our website, The Open Door Church, pghopendoor.org net really similar names and similar uh websites there uh pghopendoor.net openhandpgh.org the two different websites our music as always is our band this side of eve check that out at thissideofeve.com